You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Take a man podcast here from Odyssey Sports. That's Logan Paulson, played 10 years in the NFL. I'm Craig Hoffman. I covered some some teams. Now I talk into microphones on the radio every single day, three to six. Yeah, a lot. So much microphone talking. It's because <laughs> it's because I swing for the fences sometimes. Uh, <laughs> let's take a look at when the Commanders' defense is on the field. Jared Goff and, and the Lions' offense. I think the number one question uh, to which we will, at, you know, at the time we're taping this, we don't know DeAndre Swift's status for the game, but he apparently suffered an ankle injury at some point, mm-hmm. uh, either in the game or in practice earlier in the week. But he missed Wednesday's practice, uh, and, and that was a surprise. And, and, you know, reporting came out that there is an injury there. It wasn't like a veteran maintenance day kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, uh, you know, what, what did you see from this offense that ultimately did score 35 points against what we think is a pretty good Philly defense? So, I mean, we got to let's talk about that this in two phases. So let's talk about the run game first, and we'll talk about the pass game because I think yeah, the run their, game is probably more significant. Their run game is nasty and it is productive. Yeah, it is productive. And I think so. This uh, this offense actually reminds me a lot of like kind of like a version of Kyle's offense. I think the the pass concepts are very similar. I think the philosophy of like running the football early uh, and often is part of his philosophy to kind of get you into different coverage shells. And the other thing that they do, which I think is very, very important, and not all teams do this, like the commanders don't really do this to the same level of attention that like Kyle or Green Bay or, um, you know, even Detroit does, is they want to get the defensive backs involved in the run fits as much as possible. And so what I mean by that, so let's just take the first play, um, that, or the, it's the second play of the game. They run this play. It, to me, it's like influence. It's trap with an mm-hmm. influence wham block on the three technique, right? So the tight end's off the ball. And he's whamming the three technique. But in order to get the three techniques eyes to the backfield, they basically pull the the left guard. So it feels like trapped to that guard. And then he doesn't see the wham and you get this nice thing. So that's blocked up really well, right? But the outside receiver who's um, Amon Ross and Brown does an excellent job of coming in and cracking the safety. And safeties are people who are wanting to tackle. So think about like our safeties, Cam Curl, you know, um, Forrest, like even Percy Butler, Bobby McCain, those guys are, they're wired a little differently. They're built a little different. And then, so the person who has to replace that fit is now the corner. And the corners mm. against, in Philadelphia did a bad job of, of replacing. They just did a bad job. And so to me, like, that's something that I, if I'm Ron, I'm emphasizing this week. I'm like, if you are a corner on this team, like put your mouthpiece in, cause like, you're going to have to make some tackles and that's okay. And there's ways you can mitigate that. Like, there was a play, like I think it was four or five plays later, where, you know, um, who's the guy, number seven, uh, Hassan Reddick runs yeah. up the field because he thinks it's passed, and he opens this gaping void, and he makes the tackle really hard. So if I'm if I'm Ron, I'm saying, if you're if this is Montez, if this is Casey, this is James, be disciplined here, close this down so that the run, so that 
A, the running back doesn't have a clear <clears throat> run to the corner and that the corner has an easier tackle. So that's something to keep an eye on. They, it wasn't like, and again, this is to, to be fair to Detroit, their offensive line, they struggle, like the interior struggles in pass protection, but they are physical sons of guns now. Panay Sewell is, a, is, I think, a budding star at the offensive line position. I think you're going to be talking about him as maybe the best offensive lineman in the NFL in a couple of years. Him, Rashawn Slater, maybe they get Tristan Wirfs down in Tampa Bay. That's kind of the tier of offensive linemen that he's a part of right now. Kind yeah. of that group that's going to replace Trent Williams and Tyron Smith when they retire, right? So obviously very high praise. He's physical, man. He's physical in the run game. I've never seen like three techniques just get blown out of there on, on down blocks the way he does. So they're going to have, again, Payne, Allen, if he plays, like get your mind right, get in there. Let's start making some plays. Um, and I think, but I do think they are, they're human beings, they're mortal. And if you kind of coach these schemes up, I think you can match them really well. Right. And I think that's something that's important to kind of keep in perspective, despite them being physical, despite kind of the philosophy, like if you think about it, Philly didn't have the luxury of knowing what Detroit was going to run. Washington does. They know what, what kind of what they want to be. They want to be this wham trap team. They ran that probably three or four times, a, a variation of that little bit of outside zone. They love counter. They love power kind of like that. So instead of being like, think, think more like kind of old school mash as opposed to Kyle Shanahan stretch, they do do it, but they don't excel at it. And then right. they'd have some nice, like little game plan runs, like the touchdown uh, that you we were talking about on the other day, like where they, it's, um, it's like offset week with the tight end. Yeah. Strength to the right. It's a fourth down and they go to a, yeah. a formation that they'd like drop from the Madden video games in 2007. Cause nobody right. had run it in five years. And, and like, yeah. you know, near far, what, like one of those kinds of things, pro set. Like yeah. I was like, this it's, is yeah. awesome. Let's yeah. go. And so, I, the, in Kyle's terminology, it's a weak set, right? So mm -hmm. he cuts the outside linebacker. And then usually you would kind of run out. Kyle would run outside zone off of that. But what they do is they cut the outside linebacker. They pull the guard and then the corner Again, this is bad fit by the corner in the safety. He's leveraged himself really far inside the receiver who's in a tight split. So the receiver in a tight split just blocks down and makes a big pile there. And then the guard who's pulling to space is one-on-one -on -one with the corner. And the corner is like, you know what? I'm good. So he yeah, just kind of like, the, the, the guard the didn't have to block anybody. Sure. And I think that's, again, it. like that's, that's what, a, in my opinion, that's what a good run scheme does is they get good blockers, good runners, on bad tacklers and people who don't want to tackle. So what is the game plan from Ron's perspective? Like versus that look, I'm like, if we see this look, if I'm Bobby, I'm like widen out, widen out a little bit. You can rally to the stuff inside, trust the guys inside to make the play. You need to make sure that we can force this back. So that's, a, that, that's just a, an alignment issue just right there. You know, and I think all that stuff is, um, it, those are the details. It takes 11 against a good running team to stop yeah. the run. And that's what it's going to take against uh, Detroit. The good news is that the Washington corners are willing to tackle. I mean, the, yeah. unfortunately, the leading tackler last week was William Jackson III yeah. uh, by a yeah. lot. Very um, physical. Had, yeah, he's, he's physical. He can come up, uh, but also got uh, a few too many balls completed on him and making instant tackles. But at least he tackled. At least he didn't give up uh, the ball and, and a run after catch. Uh, Kendall's certainly willing to come up. Uh, he's shown that through the years. There's so many highlights of him blowing up screens, things like that, but also can play in the run game. I mean, St. Juice is the interesting one. And or do they play a lot more Buffalo? And do we see a lot more Percy mm -hmm. Butler? I think then then we also get into the question of like, if Cam is back, is he in that Buffalo spot? Because maybe you trust him a little bit more with Forrest and McCain behind him. And how do those guys go? The The 
other, you know, obvious big thing is if you're playing a run heavy team, you hope your linebackers get a lot more involved. And after, you know, Cole and Jamin both have five tackles or less last week, and, and you know, Cole's a guy that you expect to have well over 100 tackles this year, you'd hope Jamin gets up near that number two. You got to hope that those guys get a lot more involved this week. I know this defense isn't necessarily designed around the linebackers, but these guys definitely should be more involved this week than they were last week, statistically speaking. Yeah, and I think it's also impor- important to kind of remember that historically when they're, they're facing teams that like to run the football, they like to get in the, into their five down front. That's like who yeah. they – like that's like kind of their solution. So how, who would be your personnel in that? Because part of the reason they draft yeah. Fedarian Mathis is because be he kind of is like the closest they had to a nose. And in a in a in that Cinco package, you have someone – I mean, sometimes they line them up slightly offset so it winds up being a one technique instead of a nose. But, right. you know, you need that – big body and like well Daniel Wise can play three technique and maybe even a little bit of one technique I don't know that he's big enough to really take you know he's not the ideal guy I should put it that way to be in the center of that so like what's your personnel grouping if they play that Cinco package uh and is you know is the new guy Donovan Jeter that that guy at 320 pounds yeah the answer is I don't know I mean I think that's why it, I'm I was talking to somebody in the building the other day and they were like oh you know we're putting a little more Cinco is you know, it's always been a part of what they do, but it's something that they're kind of toying with a little bit more. And I was just like, who's doing what, you know, like, cause I haven't seen practice yet. So, you know, like you said, I, I would probably think if, if I'm just kind of going off the cuff, like pain to nose, wise to three, Allen to three, and then kind of doing that. And again, like in their Cinco package, they don't often have two linebackers in, right. It's usually Cole and usually the Buffalo nickel player. So whether that's Percy Butler whether that's Benjamin St. Juice, whether that's Cam Curl. So I don't know if I don't know if Jamin's gonna play a lot this week because like if that's who they want to be and that's what they want to do, obviously like, you know, that doesn't fit with him being on the field more. And then the other thing to think about is Mayo. Mayo excels at stopping the run, right? So that's if you want a guy true. who's excellent at, at fitting runs and, and and getting after guys in the run game, like keep an eye on like that's something my antenna would be up for is him playing a little bit more this game. Because he is, he's very, very good in those situations. And I think the thing about Detroit is they – now we're going to talk about the pass concept a little bit – is yeah. they run – I guess I don't want to say vanilla, but very kind of by-the-book pass concepts. You know what I'm saying? Like it's very like, oh, this is what San Francisco runs at. Oh, uh, you know, I've seen that before. Again, Jacksonville runs that. You know, and they, they do try to get Amon Ross St. Brown the ball like on choice routes and CO concepts, so like corner out to the same side. And he's very good at that. He attacks the middle of the field, not a super twitched up guy like Kirk. So the big play potential is a little bit decreased by that position. But, you know, I think yeah. you could Just get don't, away. Don't with... let him free in a straight line. He's not as twitchy, but he's got some straight line speed for sure. Yeah, like he, and he's good. And he's got a good feel for zones and he's got a good feel for that double yeah. stick. It just plays a little different than Christian Kirk, who's like, you know, he's horse powered up and is just like, Vroom, you know what I mean? Like he's running angles as opposed to, you know, um, Amon Ross St. Brown's kind of playing basketball with you a little bit more, right? A little, yeah. little more Jordan Reed do his game just to yeah. kind of give you some kind of comparison there as opposed to like, you know, Deshaun Jackson, if, if that if that comparison makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, so I think that's – and again, like Hawkinson's in there, so the matchup for the linebacker is going to be a little bit tough. But th- there's not like these crazy game plan concerts like, oh, man, that's really going to give us fits if they run that. You know, it's, it's more like this is what we did on – they install 5 to 10 – these are dropbacks. This is where we're going to run. At least that's what it looked like to me. They do try to get Hawkinson the ball and some isolation stuff. He didn't yeah, excel with that again. For him. 
Yeah, yeah didn't week. excel in that situation. I felt like against corners and stuff. But you know, let's say let's say Mayo is playing just as an example, and he has to play a man to man. I think they feel very good about that matchup, or even Jamin. So, um, just something to keep an eye on. That I, if I'm Detroit, I'm like, let's find ways to get him more, get him cooking. Amon Ra is kind of their main guy. DJ Shark has some very explosive ability into to his game. Very fast, big guy. Um, the other guy, um, Josh Reynolds. Name, uh, yeah, had, Reynolds. Had a nice game last week. Is sneaky good. He's sneaky yeah. good. He's probably like a two or a three in most offenses. Probably a three, but he's a two there, and he's got some ability. He's tall. He's long. He's smooth. So again, it's not like this high level bunch of playmakers. You know, it, they're good playmakers, but you probably are missing your AJ Brown, your Terry McClure into that mix to kind of make it really go. So um, it doesn't. It it feels like I don't want to say toothless because it's a good group. It's a solid group, but it lacks like that killer that you're like oh we really got to make sure we're prepped for this guy and that killer i guess last week was swift so if he right. doesn't play then and, and i also want to point this out too running back production is directly correlated to the offensive line this offensive line is yeah. good at blocking so like that to me is the like maybe that's their killer is the offensive yeah. line in the run i mean jamal williams is a good backup running back he's been a starter in this league and is like kind of a 1b level player um, if he's your number one starter, you probably want a little bit more. If he's your number two, you've got one of the best twos in the league. And, and, right. But if he's got to start some games for you, and if Swift is out injury-wise, then, then that's what's going to be. But if your O-line's great, like he's still capable of a 100-yard rushing day. What's sure. probably less likely to happen is the big play. And that's where Swift yeah. last week had some monster carries uh, where he breaks one, gets out, he's so quick, he accelerates so well. Um, and, and that's where those big plays happen. Like if you can accelerate, you know, break one tackle and before the next guy comes, like re-accelerate to top speed, uh, then then that's how you get away, obviously, from the guys chasing you. And DeAndre well, Swift has that ability. Um, he's also pretty solid out of the backfield uh, from, from yeah, my memory. And, and, yeah, yeah so, um, but, you know. But to that point, though, like yeah. if you go back and watch the game, and if you have time, you should definitely do it. He was not getting touched. That O-line did a great job. You know, on his 50-yard right. run, no one touches him. He just runs to daylight, which is great. I mean, they're well coached. Their yeah. running backs coach is Deuce Daly. Like, Deuce yeah. has been a really successful uh, running backs coach and run game coach for a long time in this league. He was part of that, the Philly Super Bowl winning team uh, yeah. as, as, a, um, as a coach and obviously played a long time himself. Yeah. So it, it's no surprise that they are, you know, their running backs – you know, understand their tracks, understand the timing, understand like those things to make, the, you know, it's one thing for an offensive line to, to be really good, but then you need the running back to like understand what the line is doing and, and take, take his time and, and hit the hole at the right time and all that kind of stuff. And it's no surprise yep. that they have that considering their combination of skill and coaching. Sure. And I think, yeah. So I think, I think that's kind of my thought on the offense. And I think they're a good, they're a better, they're a more consistent offense than Jacksonville and I think it's going to sound crazy to say it. It's because golf is a little bit more consistent than Trevor Lawrence. Mm. They, I think the playmakers are probably about the same to be, if I'm really like just thinking about it, maybe a little bit better. So I think the challenge is it's going to really fall on the defense. Like I said, I think the offense is better than the Detroit defense. I think this, I think this, um, it's pretty even know, like Detroit, yeah. Detroit, Detroit offense and, and commanders defense, especially in its right. current state until chase gets back. Like it's pretty even. And I think, especially on the back end, I'm a little concerned. And one reason I'm concerned is because last last week a lot of the pressure came from Sweat. He did an excellent job cultivating pressure, um, and that's not going to be as ready this week because Taylor Decker and uh, Panay Sewell are very, very good football players, right? Yeah. So, if you had like a must-have it down late in the game, where are you lining Sweat up? Are you lining him up over Sewell or Decker? Probably Decker. I think. I think that's. I just was 
again, I haven't watched a ton of Sewell, but like I was just very impressed with his strength, his footwork, his positioning, his angles on his sets. Like I just was like, man, people need to be talking more about this kid because that's how good he is as a player. Decker is a good football player, so don't. It's not like oh, it's like this crazy disparity, but he's a little bit more of a like he's got like less mutant to his game, right? He's got less like of that yeah. crazy high upside. He's just like a good solid player you like we would like he would be awesome for this team he's like he's like charles leno like that's that kind of player good player good pro been around for a while kind of an unconventional set um makes it work and um but a guy that i think sweat would match up much better with than a guy like sewell